and welcome to Reality Speaks. I am your host, Jake and Orton, and we are here to talk, here to talk about what's really going on in the world. What does the Bible really say, and how should we as Christians really live in this modern world? The world is ever changing and sometimes it just seems like we can't know what's really going on. The only way that we can really know what's going on is to be tuned in to an absolute source of truth. And that's what we're talking about today. We're continuing our series on the gifts of the Spirit. We transferred out of the fruit of the Spirit into the gifts of the Spirit. Last time we talked about the word of wisdom. And this time we're talking about the word of knowledge. How do we know what's really going on in the world? Well, sometimes we just need to get it supernaturally delivered to us by the Spirit of God. And that's what we're talking about today. The word of knowledge and the continuation of talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So without further ado, we will get into this episode right after this message from our sponsor. To our actual content for the day. <laughs> uh, we've been rambling for a minute. Uh, hope Still you... nobody out here. If you would, tune in. If you do tune in at the, any point in this show, share, share, share. We're going to get the word out Change your about the power of the name of Jesus. Specifically today, we are talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We are talking about the gifts of the Spirit. That's found in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, starting with verse number 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh in all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one man is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, which we talked about last week. And this week we're talking about to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. What is the difference in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge? We talked about this a little bit last week. Knowledge. The word of knowledge. wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Knowledge. No, I'm no, it's it's different because you Ooh. learn it. Yeah. <laughs> it says the the difference. It's not all the knowledge of God. So portion of knowledge. knowledge. Yes. So we mentioned last week that when you have the word of wisdom given to you by the Spirit. It is the supernatural gift of a portion of divine information for a particular need. Yes. That is what Brother David K. Bernard says in his book, Spiritual Gifts. Knowledge. (laughs) That is a direct quotation of... Dr. Bethany. David K. Bernard. Associate's degree, Bethany Young. 
Yes. So, um, no, we're late. The Sister the comment Penny. here saying I'm late. No, we are the late ones today. <laughs> Sister Penny is not nearly as late as we are late. Anyway, so the gift of wisdom is a portion of the wisdom of God given for a particular need. The gift of the word of knowledge so, is a portion of God's so knowledge. So what that means is what that means is um, so like God will tell you something specific about a situation. Yes, okay. like wisdom is. Here's a kind of a hint for your next step. Like when we we mentioned Paul was told by God, uh, go to Macedonia. But the example that Brother Bernard lists in this book about the word of knowledge is Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, which God told Peter, they so, sinned in this particular way. I always thought that was discerning of spirits. Well, discerning of spirits is more there is a spiritual intent. Flesh okay. was Ananias and Sapphira's problem. Okay. So it's almost kind of the same thing, but there, discerning of the spirits is about spirits. Yeah. And not human intent. And what you're dealing with. Like, um, kind, of, kind of like a discerning of spirits would probably be like when Paul was uh, being followed by that one woman said, These men are from God and they're telling you the way to be saved. Yeah. And he says, unclean spirit, come out of her. Yeah, and even though he she He knew was, he was dealing with a spirit. Even though she was technically on his side, it was still a spirit. Yeah. And he knew that. And it's, and Ananias and Sapphira weren't spirits, they were just bad people. They, they were just, they were walking demons in human flesh. <laughs> yeah. Well, not probably. Not really, because not really. you can really have walking demons. That's called possession. Yeah. We'll get on that next week. <laughs> we'll be getting on that next week. Next week is the discerning of spirits. But yeah, all three of these are tied together. Discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom, and the word of knowledge. Uh, Brother Bernard calls these the gifts of... How does it The gifts of revelation. Which is God revealing something to you for a particular purpose. For some reason, God grants us the ability to know what you're dealing with here with is not so much someone's bad mood. What you're dealing with is some spirit of jealousy. Mm-hmm. You're not just dealing with a regular old bad mood yeah. here. You're dealing with a spirit of jealousy. You're not just dealing with being a little nervous. You're dealing with a spirit of fear. But in the word of knowledge case, some pastor is sitting there trying to figure out, God, what's wrong with my church? And God booms down from heaven and says, God booms down from heaven and says, your, your deacons are sleeping with another deacon's wife. Oh, that's what's wrong with my church. Thank you, Lord. I will go address that problem. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Instead of wisdom would be more like, God, what do I do about this church? And God says, teach a series on adultery. <laughs> One is more of a wisdom approach. One's more knowledge. Here's exactly what you're dealing with. Okay. <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. Texas is... I was confused at first because I thought we were talking about discerning spirits because I brought it up, but that's not what we're talking no, about. Well, yet. next week is about <laughs> discerning spirits and we will get it on that. It is next week? Yes. Oh, okay. I like that one. 
you know? <laughs> the gifts of revelation. Um, but yeah, there's uh, the word for knowledge, according to Brother Menard here. Knowledge. In this, uh, you remember last week, word, what did word mean? Logos, which is oh, I a almost thought. said that. An idea. I was yeah. scared I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's logos. Knowledge. The Greek word for word. The Greek word for word. Knowledge. Logos. But uh, the word for knowledge is gnosis. Knowledge. Which is familiarity, awareness, gnosis. understanding. Yes, gnosis. What did you say to your sister when she asked you for a million dollars? <laughs> Lord gnosis. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sum or range of what has been perceived, discovered, or learned. It's something that you learn. It's an uh, understanding. But basically, this is a small portion of the idea of what God knows. <laughs> it's a terrible pun. And she's still laughing. It's funny, but Jenkins laughed more than I expected him to, and it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, Lord. What did you say? Oh. What did I say that Gnosis meant? Yeah. Basically, I know what you meant, but it, after we... <laughs> it is you are getting a portion of what God knows. Right. Uh, and it can go beyond what sins in someone's life, but that's just kind of what the easy example is. Another example might be some evangelist is preaching, and he walks up to you and says, you've been dealing with cancer for three months. I'm picturing Bobby Wade when I say this. What happened to Bobby Wade? No, I'm just that's I'm just like picturing him. He walks up to someone and says, "You've been diagnosed with cancer for three months now." And the Lord says that from this moment you will be healed. That's my best Bobby Wade impression. Isn't too bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's the type of thing that we're talking about, or. I mean, it's not prophecy necessarily. Prophecy is what's coming to pass. Knowledge is about what's already happened. That's kind of the difference here. And God can do that just as well. And you're going to be just as surprised when a, when a, when a man of God walks up to you and says, I know you've been diagnosed with cancer. And because I know you've been diagnosed with this, I can tell you, and you can be sure that God has given me the authority to say that you will be healed. Because God so, let me know you have it, so he's going to let me know Wouldn't that be, be two healed. different gifts of the spirits working, working together? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it all says, notice it says, by the same spirit, so these things can work together. Mm-hmm. There's a gift of healing, there's a gift of prophecy, there's all kinds of them all working together sometimes. That's going to be sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is uh, the spilled coffee may cause problems, but. No, it won't. I fixed it. All right. 
You used knowledge. I knew. It wasn't a gift of knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. God knew that if I didn't clean that up, it would be sticky and it would make me mad later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Knowledge. Uh, can you think of some stories where some preacher has, or, or just some regular saint of God has known something they really had no way of knowing and spoken to your life? Hmm. Can you think of a story where some preachers have this or, or some regular saint? I'm not sure it's actually happened. I'm not sure that's happened to me. Somehow they knew. Or you can think of a story of someone else even. You're like, how did I that feel like about know? me because I feel like I have a story, but I don't know if I have a story. Like, I my story wasn't really, it wasn't God. It was Taz. <clears throat> Taz. Yes. We're, we're not talking about the brown furry thing for anyone wondering. But like, <laughs> I feel like it might be the same thing, right. but then not the same thing. I'm not sure. Well, Taz isn't <laughs> God, so. Well. But no, what happened? I told Taz something, and Taz told Brother Fuller, and Brother told Fuller told Mama, and then Mama found out my problems. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Taz think is my cousin, by the way. He's not. A, he's not a brown furry creature from Looney Tunes. I don't think it's the same. Razzy, razzy, razzy. Yeah, but I don't think it's the. Uh, there is a. Um, Maybe. Honestly. What you're tell what you're talking about there reminds me of this week's Spirit Signal episode. What was it? It's talking about God providing a way out of temptation, and basically what he's do, how God will when he wants to give you a way of escape out of temptation. It may make no sense how it happened, but it's like somehow my computer screen broke when I was gonna go onto a porn site. Broke when he was going to be addicted to video games for <laughs> Yeah, I thought of that, but Brother Gleason didn't know that story, so he didn't mention that. We should have told him. <laughs> we talked to him. We should have told him. Um, <laughs> we missed that opportunity. Yeah, we missed the opportunity. But anyway, yeah, God provides a way of escape out of temptation. And it is quite similar in some ways. Sometimes his way will be, like, I remember there was this one. There's some of these guys who come along to churches and they operate in prophetic gifts. They use this as like, here's how you will know that I really am a prophet. Because I'm going to walk up to you and say, your name starts with the letter Q. Is that really the gift of knowledge? (laughs) Is that really the gift of knowledge or is that just some guy being weird? There's 26 letters in the alphabet. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. I knew I was right. (laughs) But yeah, there are some some guys who like try to prove that they're used in the gifts of the prophetic by walking up and saying your name starts with the letter Q and you were born on the fourth week of the month. That's not a prophecy. Yeah, that's not useful. That that's him proving that prophecy because prophecy is what's gonna come. Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's him he claiming is. he's used in the word of knowledge. Yeah, the word of knowledge, not prophecy. So, word of knowledge is when someone reads your mail. Yes, yes. that's when the prophet comes and he yeah. reads your mail. 
That's when the evangelist comes in and he preaches about the exact sin you're dealing with and looks you in the eye. He's like, KU has been calling your name. Well, KU, you're late on your bill. Kentucky Utilities has got a word for you. I mean, and you want to know someone who does this. It's, it's, it's Brother Shane Burns does this. He he does this when he comes. Yeah. Like, I was like... South Hopkins water department is here. He calls some people out, and I was, when he was at church one of the last times, so I was like, he's been reading their text messages. He's, he's, he's not been reading their mail. He's been reading their text messages. South <laughs> Hopkins water But, yeah, this is this is what we're talking about. When, the, when you say the man of God read your mail... Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. He comes along and he just starts... Uh, actually, Brother uh, Bernard tells a story in here about one time when he was at a revival somewhere and he's praying over someone for them to be healed of something and they're like, how'd you know I had that? How'd you know I was sick with this disease? I've had stuff like that happen to me before where strangers at camp would come pray for me exactly what was wrong. And, and like, yeah, and you turn around and you're like, I don't know who that man was. Never seen them before in my life. <laughs> I, I, and I still didn't see him because I was closing my eyes and crying and praying the whole time. I didn't recognize that voice. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly it. And I mean, it, it is. This all these gifts are made to edify the body of Christ. And sometimes you don't want to tell people what's wrong with you. You just want to go to the altar and pray and talk to Jesus about. Mm-hmm. There are t- and if you're not used in this gift, you should ask people what's wrong with them. Uh, it is for the best. It is for the best. You need to ask people what's wrong with them. Because if you don't, and you go up there and say, God's going to heal you of cancer, and they turn around and say, I don't have cancer. You got a problem <laughs> on your hands. Jake, Tiss and Mama are arguing, and I was paying attention to them. I know. So you said someone comes up to you and says something that's not true? Yeah. Okay. I was like... Bro- I've had that happen it's to brother me too. brown's brother brown's story that he Somebody talks about me and we're like pray for something specific and i'm like afterwards i'm like lord <laughs> that didn't happen you like you like you're praying at camp you you're not married yet god's gonna heal your husband <laughs> <laughs> well before I made it, so we don't die. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this this is one of these ones where if you don't got it, you don't need to pretend you got it because people can call you out on it. It's easier to fake a gift of prophecy than it is to fake a gift of the word of knowledge. Yeah, you can't fake this one. Yeah, because you can come along and be a false prophet. You can come along and be a false prophet and say, "Oh, God is going to give you a million dollar blessing." And the and then the evangelist will leave, and you will never see him again. You walk up to somebody and say, "Your daddy beat you as a kid." No, my daddy was a wonderful man. 
We need gifts of revelation if we're going to minister effectively. We need this if we're going to be able to minister effectively to people. Because it, there are people who don't want to tell you what's wrong with them. And it makes it a lot easier to pray if God will tell you what you need to be praying for. <clears throat> that is true. You can focus. Focus prayer. Yeah. Like, you pray for someone and you're like, Lord, whatever it is that's wrong with them, I pray that you would heal them of it or deliver them from it or uh, or fill them with the Holy Ghost or... or um, because you can generalize prayer for someone's life. Been, I but have it does done make it that so when... many times. Like I'm going up there and praying. And I'm like, okay, everyone's gathered around this person and praying. God, heal them or, or, or deliver them or, or heal their dad. or or I don't know what's wrong with this person, Lord. But please heal, do do what you want to, to, to do, Lord Jesus. I know what you're talking about. I do that. I've done that so many times because... I don't know what's wrong with them. They haven't told me what's wrong with them. I don't know them personally. And sometimes even when you know them personally, it's hard to pray for them. You need God to reveal. What am I praying for, Lord? Like uh, the when Elijah... When Elijah had that widow woman ride up to him and... Uh, or was it Elisha? One of those two guys... I think it was Elisha. I think it was uh, And the, the widow woman, right, or not the widow, the the rich lady that built the chamber on the wall. That one. Oh, and her son. She comes up and she's like crying and bowing down before him and the servant says, what's wrong? I just need to talk to the prophet. I need to talk to the prophet. Okay. The prophet comes up and he's, and they say, and the servant says, Elisha, what's, what's wrong with her? I don't know. The Lord hasn't revealed it to me. Well, why don't you just ask her? Because <laughs> the, <laughs> he does ask her. He says, is, it, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, so, so what's going on? I need you to come back to the house and pray for my son. I thought you said that everything was okay. That's what I picture him saying next. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's well. Just my son's like dead. He basically dead. <laughs> I'm a, she's a, I don't want to tell the servant what's wrong with me. I want to tell the prophet what's wrong with me. Gehazi. Because, <laughs> yeah. That was his name, wasn't it? Gehazi. Gehazi. And yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Because sometimes we're like Gehazi and we're like, oh, they, they said everything's fine, but they really want to talk to you. And sometimes we're like, I can tell something's wrong, but the Lord has not revealed it to me. Right. Best case scenario is when the Lord reveals it to you. Because, like, there was what happened with Elijah. Elijah was told, go into the city, talk to this woman. She's going to make you a cake. And she, she's going to make you a cake, and you're going you're gonna to bless her household. And she's going to take care of you for six months. And yeah, Elijah just kind of chilled at this lady's house. And then she shows up a little while later, and she's like, hey, it's all good, but. <laughs> yeah, so we need God to reveal stuff to us, because if we don't, well, we're going to be in a rough spot. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
Sometimes we need the Ananias and Sapphira situation to be taken care of. Because sometimes we're like, okay, I know something's up with you, but God has not told me what's wrong with you. But I, I need to know what's wrong with you if I'm going to be able to minister to you properly. And you're not about to let us know what's up with your life. Right. You're not about to let us know what's going on. But I know something's going on. Right. And that's when God has to come along and say, Lying. Get lying. God had, and I, I mean, I've heard the story, brother. I, I don't know which, it was one of those guys that preached at the, uh, One of the brothers out there. <laughs> preached at, I think it was one of the guys that preached at Apostolic Conference. Told a story about when he was at, uh, when there was two people, and he said he like pulled, God like stopped him and told him to pull off on the side of the road, and he's like suddenly his windshield became like a movie screen, and he saw everything, and then he calls the woman after after God gets done showing him, and he says, "Okay, so you went here and you did this and you met up with this guy," and and she was like she just starts bawling and crying and repenting <laughs> because God said, "Yeah." Actually, I think what he said was actually uh, God started showing him stuff. He's like, okay, Lord, that's enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Lord, you can stop there. That's enough. I, I know everything I, I know I everything it. I need <laughs> to know, Lord. <laughs> I think I've heard a similar story about that. I've heard that story before. Where, yeah, I, like, I, someone... I you and I were together when we heard it preached. Who was it? Someone had preached an episode. Like, conference. someone was asleep, oh. and, like, God in a dream... It probably was. It sounds like a brother shadow. Someone was asleep and like God in the dream like played is like like um like screen like that in some guy's dream and he saw stuff that people in his church was dealing with. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it is for. This is not for blackmailing people. <laughs> I don't no. think it's from God. That would be fair. Use it to blackmail people. Yeah, this I is I have not known things like uh about my best friend lots of times with him might just be because I know what I really want. Yeah, it's like... And, and there's sometimes when God does give you a gift for something, but we just say, oh, I'm just a really perceptive person. Because we don't want to over-spiritualize things. And I think a lot of times when you do that, not necessarily... Maybe I'm wrong. I'll go ahead and say it, but I might be wrong, so just throwing that out there. Okay. I think maybe that is what opens the door for the other kind of spirits to get in if you don't give God the credit for it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Um, it's what Brother Gleason said in his spiritual gift series was, you don't need to give yourself an out. If you believe God said it, say God said it. Don't say I felt or... I may be wrong, say, God told me, and share it the way God told you. Said, you don't need to give yourself an out, because that gives people room to doubt the message of the Lord. And that's rough to do, because I know I'm a human, and I know that I don't necessarily pray all the way I need to do all the time, and I know that I still... I still have sin pop up in my life every once in a while, and I fall, I mess up, and so yeah. it's kind of hard sometimes to think, like, yeah. like even when, even when, as a preacher, you feel like God's telling you to do a slightly different type of altar call, you're like, 
Um, do I need to do it that way? Is that just me wanting something creative, or is that the Lord speaking? <laughs> yeah, I, like, uh, see, that's just what we don't get is people is, you know, even though we really we'll make mistakes more often than, than we should, but in retrospect, it's really not, I, I don't know, like, uh, like we make a lot of mistakes, but God is way more merciful, I guess, than we, I mean, here's the thing. We just can't comprehend God's mercy and how much he really wants to just use us beyond our mistakes and that he's willing to help us deal with certain things in order to use us because, I mean, that's, I mean, God called Paul or Saul. He was his chosen vessel and he was like, he was a He was an active dude. murderer at that time. It, yeah. He received the call of God on the road to murder people. Yeah, but yeah, God didn't say murder. It wasn't like, Paul, you murderer. He's like, no, he's... He just asked him. He yeah. said, Ananias, I have chosen him as a vessel to me. And actually, there's another example of uh, the word of knowledge. God coming and saying, go to this street. Paul's there. He's been sitting there for three days. And he saw in a vision that you were going to lay your hands on him and he was going to receive his sight. So that's another example there. Um, you know, God can do that. And, and how about this? And you're talking about this idea that, and I feel like it's going to pop up more and more as we keep on going. We're only two in and we're already saying, this is one of those that's hard to do. Um, because or like, you feel less confident about it because you cannot do this of your own accord. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, be a Sherlock Holmes type and be, make some good lucky guesses. You have cat hair, that means you have a cat. That's a cult. Oh, shoot, I don't remember the word. Yeah, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes does this stuff. Sherlock. Sherlock can tell if you're a left-handed person by the way your buttons look. But... Perceptive. Perceptive, yeah. Perception. Yeah. Um, All I could think was perspective, and, that, just, and I knew that was wrong. Uh, and and once again, that's just a flaw in our yeah, humanities. But, and, but as we keep going, these things get harder and harder to fake. Like, word of wisdom, okay, you could just be a wise person. Word of knowledge, maybe you're just perceptive and a really good listener. Um... Discerning of spirits, maybe you're faking it. Um, but as we keep on going, it gets harder and harder to fake. And more and more, we have to trust God. Right. And that's what all these are supposed to be, trust God. But there's so many people that are just being spooky bunch of weirdos. And we we need to realize that it's more than just spookiness. It's more than just that. Um. Is there a question? <laughs> I saw a word. I just now saw a brother near his cup from 
a comment from 20 minutes ago saying, <laughs> move the cup or you'll spill it. <laughs> That's probably some insight from I remember It's a word of knowledge. That. It's a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought he was talking about, about this that. cup. Well, I yes, did too. It was, but it was also, I remember him preaching that at one well, point. Oh, he preached that? Or saying oh, something about move the cup or you'll spill it. I think so. He talked to his son about it. Right? Yeah. Didn't he tell his son? Does it sound familiar to me? I, I remember him talking about it. He's like, move that cup or you're going to spill it. And then he ended up spilling it anyway. And it <laughs> Something was like that. Oh, an example familiar. of how outside insight from someone who knows more than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yes. That's like the prime example there. And we need God's insight into situations. We need God to be speaking because it's easy to just kind of do some faking, do some this and that and hope you look good. But there's a difference in hope you look good. You're going to slip up eventually if you keep on trying to fake this stuff. Yeah. And God will... God will have something come in and he will there will come a time when you bump into a situation you can't handle on your own what's making me think of you were talking about doubting yourself because we're just humans can God really use me when I'm a mess well the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance yeah and all it takes is for you to repent to still be used to God. Is it possible for someone to make the biggest mistake of their life and then right afterwards preach a mighty revival? Yeah. Yes. Because. Yeah, because God still wants to. I can tell you when it happened. Man running the opposite direction in a boat gets thrown overboard, swallowed by a well, has a has a good old three day prayer and fasting session, and ends up spit up on the shores of Nineveh. That's what happened to Jonah, and Jonah went in. Jonah went in with a bad attitude, spoke a prophecy, had a whole city repent in prayer and fasting in sackcloth and ashes. When I know also that it has happened, now they might have been living right at the time. But I know of people that preached at NAYC that are now not in the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right after Jonah finishes, he goes to the top of the cliff and says, Okay, God, now kill him. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Kill him now, Lord. I'm done with him. Okay, they all repented. Now kill him. At least they would have gone to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we want. <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. That'd be great. Like, so an evangelist comes to our church, preaches, everybody repents, and then he's like, He's like, all right. All right. right. He's like, now I'm going to like, pray the word of faith <laughs> over this altar call. <laughs> Dear God, I ask that you would rain down fire from heaven on this building and literally consume every flesh in this place. That's not what we're looking for. No. We're looking for true moves of God. That's what the works of the Spirit, that's what these spiritual gifts are all about. We want 
the power of God in our services. We want yeah. the power of God to be moving. And the only way all of these gifts operate is in love. Yeah. And it's God through the compassionate power of God. Now, can someone have a gift of the Spirit and have a bad attitude? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what Jonah had going. But he was a called prophet of God. God wants his gifts to work through compassion. But he will work past you sometimes. Could Jonah's message have been better? I believe yes. Yeah. Um, because all that Jonah did, he come in, he gave his six-word sermon, and left. And everyone repented. Because God was ready to move there. There's some people, preachers with bad attitudes that still get results because God wants results to happen. But could more results come if you would also have a good attitude with it? Yes. Yeah. You can have a better attitude. You can have the Spirit of God really moving and blessing. But we just decide we're just going to sit here and do nothing. We're going to just sit here and let God do what God wants to do. Hope for the best. We want more than that, though. We want the true power of God to operate in a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is given so that people will know that God knows where they are. Yeah. Um... When that evangelist comes in and reads your mail, oh Lord, I hope he don't talk to me tonight. Actually, you hope he doesn't, but you probably need. You hope he or... doesn't, but if he does, if he comes in and tells to your face, look, God knows you have a porn addiction. And he told me about it. God knows that you and that boy have been sneaking around. And he told me about it because he wants you to stop. Yeah. I mean, in that moment, it's probably as much as it hey, sucks to be in that situation. It, I, I remember a time. I remember a time when uh, the preacher come in and come in and uh, told, did a little bit of that. He come, put his finger on my face and said, the anointing of God is worth breaking up with a girl over. And then I've heard, at first I thought, okay, that was just an offhanded comment. Then he comes back a little bit later. I hope you're, I hope you're listening to me, boy. Okay, so he, he is talking to me. I hope you're not married is what he says next. I'm like, I, I think the man of God is talking to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and a little bit later, a couple, a little bit down the road, I didn't listen as well as I was supposed to. But I said... You know what? Um, the pre- what would you do if a preacher were to come to you and say this? Well, it depends on who the preacher was. Okay, that's all the sign I need. <laughs> that's all the sign I need. It's it's time for this relationship to end. <laughs> and yeah, that's the spirit of God putting some wisdom in your life, <laughs> putting some knowledge, saying. Hey, I know where you are, and I know this isn't good for you. And I know, I know, it's God speaking. 
the wisdom of God, the calling of God, it will operate through compassion. Yeah, that's true. I, I know Bishop White. Operates through. No, operates in that. That's a preacher I trust. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not just a preacher I trust. That's like the preacher I trust. Yeah, yeah I'm like... Here's the thing. But it don't have to be a Bishop Doug White talking to you. It can be your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. It can be your little sister. If they're moving in the Spirit of God, you better believe it's something you need to listen to. Right. It may not be as easy to listen to if it's not Bobby Wade or... Or, or Bishop White or your pastor. It may be a little harder to listen to if it's that little old lady that sits across the pew from you. But it can still be the Word of God speaking to you. Yeah. And that's the way this is meant to work. Everyone can be used in this. And that's what we really want. If we want to grow as a church, it can't just be the evangelist or the pastor or or a youth pastor doing this. It has to be the entire body of Christ working in this. No, not everyone's going to work in it at the same time. It would be a weird service if it did. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a chaotic service if it did. And that's actually, I think, in this same uh, section, he ends up saying, let everything be done decently and in order. Yeah. And it says, dividing to every man severally as he will. You're not going to work in everything at once. Now, sometimes healing will be paired with prophecy, and sometimes knowledge will be paired with wisdom, and sometimes so forth, so on. But it's important. That we operate in these gifts. And it's a key element to revival. Anyone have any other thoughts they'd like to add here? Because I, I feel like we probably covered a good chunk here today. No, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, I'm about to close this out in a little bit of prayer. And we will talk to you guys again next week. We will try to get on here a little earlier than 7.30 next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'll talk babies to you guys again. Schedule. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> ba- babies do cause scheduling conflicts from time to time. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys again next week. We're going to close out with some prayer. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for your power. And I pray that you would lead us to understand the gifts that your spirit has for us, the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells in us, and all that you're wanting to do in this modern world, in this modern apostolic church. I believe these gifts are still for us today. And I know that they are for the furthering of the kingdom of God. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word, Lord. You are mighty. You are everlasting. You are a holy and righteous God. I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys tune in again next week. We will be talking about, as we mentioned, the discern discerning of spirits. And I believe that could be a very interesting episode. So tune in again next week, and we will see you again next time. <laughs>